This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. And now, here's your host. He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you! I'm here all week. Right, Chris. Hello there. Good evening. Um, are we live? I'm not sure. I can't see. Yes, we are. Oh, it's been one of those days today. Welcome along. Uh, I thought I was going to be the one that was crying into me pot of tea today, um, but I think I'm going to be doing it together with my guest, Carl. I was watching it this morning uh, up to half time. Piss Palace had just equalised, and I've just come back and gone, what the has happened. Um, well, 
At least they've got a manager. At least they're not in the bottom three. Good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, welcome along. This is Lester Till I Die, L-T-I-D-T-D uh, TV, and we are live now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, and if you're listening on Catch Up on the podcast, thank you very much for lending me your ears. You must be a sucker for punishment. And we are available on all the main podcast platforms. And if you've got a smart speaker, just say, play the podcast, Lester Till I Die, and you'll hear all our doopsie tones via again your ears and of course we are as you can see below on all the main socials well i'm going to just read you something off the bbc because this kind of sums it up and then we're coming into some comments just seven years ago the foxes shocked the footballing world by lifting the premier league trophy having started the season of odds of five thousand to one only that had a pound an fa cup triumph and community shield followed and of course, back-to-back European um, campaigns and quarterfinals. Let's not forget quarterfinals of the Champions League. We're now nineteenth in the table, having just been beaten by Bournemouth. It was a six-point match, a six-pointer, a relegation battle, and I thought we'd actually sacked Brendan Rodgers, but we have got. A manager who I actually believe, I don't know if anybody here is old enough to have remembered Scooby-Doo, but you know at the end of the Scooby-Doo uh, cartoons, they used to rip the mask off the bad guy and it was the caretaker or the janitor, whoever it was underneath. And I reckon that's what's going to happen at the end of uh, Adam Sadler's reign as Leicester caretaker manager. We'll go up to him, we'll rip the mask off, and he would have turned around to the camera and he'll say, I would have made it if it wasn't for them pesky players. <laughs> that, I think, is what is going to happen. We are hearing, we're just hearing the same thing all the time. The typical relegation BS that's coming out. Um, look, whoever we blame, um, you can blame the players. You can blame Brendan Rodgers. He was the manager he took the he took the ultimate um, thing of, of being sacked because of his uh, his, his managerial now somewhere he took us to. You can blame Top, and he has to take his fair share of the blame because it happened on his watch. And let's not you know let's not joke about this, but you know I'm not saying let's get rid of Top. I'm not saying Top should be sacked. He's the best owner, obviously him and his late father. Any club could ever have. But we have gone from the club that everybody wanted to emulate. Everybody said, we want to be run like Leicester run. And we are now, and no disrespect to Leeds, but for those of us, again, that are old enough to remember, we are now doing exactly what they did. Going worse, we, we spent money. We didn't sell players when we should have done. Maybe we were asking too much of them. And we got to the point of we're just going down and going down. Am I scared of back-to-back relegations? Of course I bloody am. Because obviously half the players we've got will be gone, thank God. Um, and the other half that we want to keep won't want to stay. So we have chased the dream. You could say Top was too loyal, or you could just say he was too blind to what was going on. He is at the top. He has to take some responsibility. But look, I did a show on the channel uh, called Life's a Pitch, that's all about what I think of top and whether 
you know, he should take the blame. So do go and check it out. Just before we bring my guest in, we're going to say hello to people in the chat. Um, I have turned um, subscriptions on for the chat, so to be able to, to comment in the chat, uh, you have to uh, you have to subscribe only because of the nature of the. Uh, nature of the show uh it could obviously get a little bit uh nasty Rene is in good afternoon Rene. how are you gray afternoon chris we are doomed <laughs> that's another show isn't it what was it um dad's army we're doomed i tell you doomed uh no, that's not a very good scottish accent at all Paul, Paul goody afternoon uh tater peeler mark two uh arsenal they lost 5-1 but they're still five points better off than us oh this is it this is it, you know. They changed the manager, uh, Roy Hodgson. We all took the piss. <laughs> Roy Hodgson. He's beaten us. He's oh, just shows I know nothing about football. Um, uh, oh, we're not we're not bothered about Arsenal, Renny. That's not this uh, this show. Um, uh, I remember Scooby Doo. Uh, Let's remove the clown, but if he got to take the circus with him, I know. How did we keep? Adam Sadler, he was part of his backroom staff. I don't know. Maybe he was there before Brendan joined. I just don't know. Uh, Jesse March is a great manager. Um, okay. Um, good afternoon, Chris. Hello, Matthew. Uh, why him? <laughs> it's a very good question. I look at that every time I look in the mirror when I wake up in the morning. Why him? Uh, John Lowry dies, days are dad's army. We're doomed. Exactly. Exactly. Look, let's bring him in uh, and say commiserations for today, but, you know, proving me wrong because, like I say, I had them in my bottom three. Could still happen. Eight games to go. Is this going to be another great escape? We've done it once. Maybe. Maybe we're trying to live up to that again. But let's bring him in. And it's Carl, and he's a big, huge Leeds fan. And I've got to be careful that I don't lose him. Here we go. Carl, how the devil are you, sir? I'm good. I I think I turned off the rest of the game after we went 2-1 down, went 3-1 down. I just thought, you know what? This is going to be one of those days. And I didn't expect parts to whack the four of our asses completely today. I really was surprised with that result. 5-1, Roy Hodgson coming back. I thought he was going to go a bit more conservative, but bloody hell, they look, did it look conservative today with their football? I'm like, ugh. So, I know. Yeah. I mean, you are back. I, I, the thing with Leeds is, um, and I wasn't sort of being totally disrespectful, but obviously you, you've been in a worse... Well, we both had clubs... You know, we went bankrupt and into administration. You very nearly did. Um, But, you know, Peter Ridsdale, completely the opposite end to top. I know. Um, The way you said, the way you phrased it, we lived the dream. It's like, yeah, that's exactly the same as that bastard that did say that press conference. And I remember it quite well. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I can see where this is going now, you know. so Yes. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, we we chased the dream to try and get into that top four. We bought players and spent money on players, probably more than we would normally do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we didn't sell when we should have done. Like I say, maybe we were asking for too much. Uh, Tielemans didn't go. We didn't sell one big player. But there are a lot of similarities between, you know, what happened to you 
and what is now happening to us. Yeah, very similarities. It's like what what nearly twenty years now apart from how this has happened. You know exactly is when Leicester did try to challenge to get you know the top four. I missed on it twice. I thought this could be a regression. It slowly did come down after when you did miss out on the top four two seasons in a row. Leeds had had exactly that we missed it in one season. And we just regressed so much badly, and we had, we we stayed up that season. But the season before you, we went down with you guys, and it was mm. quite it was quite really tough. And 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 it and it was a huge impact on Leeds. And you know, and I, I think the difference is you have a very good owner that cares about the club. We had an owner that just borrowed money from the loans, out of which it, it just cost it needed to kill kill the kill the club. And I think the difference is when you when you've had the player for quite longer. Sometimes you have to move them on to try and replace them to try to you know to keep the to keep the flow going. It's like Sir Alex Ferguson; he always fought about two, three years down the line that yeah. he has to change his play, change his squad because he knows at some point they're not going to get past their their peak. The peak is going to go, and he was always prepared. And I think Leicester's in that situation where they, they didn't know what to do with that. When you got someone like James Madison, you know, especially Harvey Barnes and Kieran Jews before are coming into probably to their peaks now. You know, to try to be, you know, continue and then like Jamie Vardy, he's going past his peak, but you know, you, you got to find a, you know, you got a long term replacement, for him, but they're not playing the the players that the one that's going to replace him. Yes, yeah. Um, can I just say to David Allsop, who is the uh, Facebook user in the um, in the chat, grow up. Uh, is is his his attitude of fuck's sake, get on and ask him about Jesse. Just wait. And I'm sorry, you have now been uh, suspended from uh, the Facebook group. You will be in a minute when I uh, when I get around to doing it. But I'm sorry, you know, if you can't if you cannot show respect when you come in and we have a guest on, then you go, you go. I'm sorry, I don't want anything to do with you um, in my group. So go away and uh, play with yourself. Um, so. Um, we will get to Jesse in a minute. I want to keep him waiting a bit longer now. <laughs> um, uh, I'd ask the question, why did the club casually allow eight of the 25-man squad to be out of contract this season? Again, there's a lot of questions that need asking. Bizarrely, uh, Leeds fans are laughing, but didn't he keep Leeds up? I mean, he went down to the last day. You know, I can remember that video of you and you and Dan. Uh, and yeah. Congratulations to Bernie there on the way back. But, you know, I... Um, I do, I do remember. You know, he did keep you up, and you don't care. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's the fact that it was sort of, you know, a case of you, you know, you did it on the last day, or you did it with three games to go. The, yeah. the man kept you up. He did, he did, and I'll give him credit for that. You know, he did keep us up. You know, to you know, and I think it, it was all gung ho, especially enough. You know, how he was trying to keep us up because. We, were, we thought that Berlin were going to stay up. We thought we were more, and Everton, we thought we were going to be the, the biggest hit, you know, if we did stay up, if we, if, you know, if we kept losing those games and it win in the last day, if we did win in the last day of the season, but we did, you know. So for the fact of the matter, ACD keep us up. And, you know, because it was going home, but it was the only way that we could do it for the time being. There was no way he was going to change it. But it did kind of fit his first game was against Leicester last season. His first game when he came, he said it was against Leicester. You know, we lost you 1-0. We had one or two good chances, we just couldn't get it. But, you know, we did have to get 
really important points towards the end of last season. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he did keep us up, but it was question is, was he the right manager going forward for us? And that was some Leeds fans was answering, but we had to see what, you know, we had a good and a decent start and then just lost it a bit after the World Cup break. So, yeah. you know, there was always a questions with that. Yeah. David, I just want to say, he says he's a 74-year-old fan. Well, you should know better then. And you're now a 70-year-old fan that is no longer a member of uh, Leicester Till I Die group on Facebook. I'm sorry, I can't stand bad manners. Um, FM 303, yeah. I believe they got exactly what the, what could and possibly have uh, happened to us against Palace. Yeah, I mean, we in that first half, bloody hell, yes. Um, um, I don't want Marsh, I want Pearson. Uh, Marsh, long term, no way. Well, this is what we're going to talk about. Let's get on to it now. Um, and I will just do this. And here we go. Uh, the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> Don't forget, and I just want to say, if you're doing nothing tonight at 7.40, the Sunday Night Club on Talk TV with Mark Saggers. I think they've got all the fans on from the different clubs. Uh, obviously, that um, Jeremy Kyle and uh, Piers Morgan weren't right-wing enough for them, so they've got me on. <laughs> Seven, 7.40, we'll be talking Leicester Bournemouth, and I am dreading it. I really am. <laughs> um... <laughs> There's no quiz. Drag it out. Oh, that's good. A man of my own thoughts. Um, uh, we, we got rid of him anyway now. Um, look, Jesse Marsh. Uh, this is who the man. And I have to say that the latest news, which was, I mean, everybody was sort of bigging him up and saying, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, a couple of hours ago, Sky said Leicester undecided on next manager despite Marsh talks. So it's it's not necessarily all, you know, signed, sealed, delivered his hours, so to speak. Uh, it's as clear as mud, but it always is with Leicester City. Um, mm. But and I'm just want, uh, I did, obviously, we've got yourself in for your comments, but I did actually uh, have a, a, a chat with LS11, which is another Leeds United group, Leeds United yeah. Media. And I can just say that well, Carl will give his details out at the end, and his links are in the description below. Uh, but basically, he says, nice guy. He talks the talk, but didn't walk the walk at Leeds. His tactics are very questionable. He plays a very narrow pressing formation, which seems to work well overseas, but not in the Premier League. The most disappointing thing was he was not pragmatic enough and couldn't adapt or change uh, the style to suit a game or change a game. Well, that's no different to what we've, been, we've had this season. It was very ugly most of the time. We were getting caught with counter-attacks a lot, conceding many goals, but also not able to create enough or take our chances at the other end. You can possibly blame the players too, but mainly his tactics were the issue, and as a result, we lost patience with him. Mm-hmm. Concur with that, Carl? 100%. I agree with LS11 with that. He, he's 100% right on that one because he walked, He did talk the talk, but he couldn't walk the walk at least. And, you know, his press performance was too, was too, was too, was too, way, way too now for the Premier League. He's, he's well, just looking at the formations he did play, uh, it was always a 4 2 3 1, and now a 4 2 3 1 or 4 2 2 2, you know, which was a bit of a bit of a, a huge way to change leads and that was always questionable with the tactics and he never was a pragmatic enough especially when we were like 
one nil down, he couldn't be proud of to change the game. You know, for example, against um, not the Forest, he didn't do before he got the side. He didn't do enough to change. You know, the, the tactics to be a bit more pragmatic to try to get an equaliser, and mm-hmm. we struggled that in that game. And I think that's why we had so many, so much losses of of you know conceding. So one uh, mostly if all the whole ninety minutes of the game, you know, so I, you question it a bit, and you know, Southampton wanted him, but. Everything was nearly done. That the deal was nearly done, and so forth. It was just one or two issues. I I think I heard that they get. But I think his Marsh is still somewhere in Yorkshire or somewhere around Europe because he's not. He's not. I don't think he's moved back. You know, he's still got a home in in England in Leeds. So no one knows. So we don't know if it's so if he's going to be the next Leicester manager. I don't know if he's the right man for it. He's going to take a huge club, another huge club, who's got a good pride of history as well. So for that matter, fact is, you know. I don't think he could cut. You, you can see why that's why he couldn't cut the mustard at, 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 at RB Leipzig, when he only won like two, you know, winning trophies easily in Austria for Salzburg. So mm. you do question, you know, with the approach that he has, you know, and I think the, his his background staff didn't do enough as well too to try to tell him change the change the change a bit more, tact, change the style a bit because we were if we were struggling, you know, it was just gung ho too much. Yeah, Matthew says here, as I said, you know, he sounds like Brendan. Uh, Brad said it sounds like we were getting an American Brendan. Uh, yeah. uh, Brad, I don't think he actually turned down Everton. He turned down Southampton because they only wanted him yeah. till the end of the season, which yeah. makes me think if we do get him, it's not just going to be till the end of the season. I'm going to be honest with you. I, if it was till the end of the season, I would welcome him with open arms because... I just, I just want um, somebody to come in with a fresh pair of eyes, with a fresh attitude. Yeah. Sometimes that's all that you, all that you need. You know, it's just somebody that can come in and go right. We're going to do this differently, and we're going to do that differently. I know. I hundred percent agree with that one. It, it, it's just, can you can you do things differently? That's the question. You know, yeah. you've got other managers like. Rafa Benitez, who's still who's still who's still available to you know another manager that could fit Leicester, how he can do it, you know, give him credit for what he had to do at Newcastle. That was a tough job, or what he did under Mike Ashley, you know, who I've seen a few yeah. seasons ago. And I know your long term was Graham Potter, but I think that one's dead in the water the way it has happened to Chelsea I mean, with his big with his big fat paycheck. And he's I don't think he's going to come club in a long in a long term. And I think Leicester need another direction. I thought Leicester. You know, during the last season, what could have changed Brendan? You know, last season, and mm. I think those questions. You know, you could have looked at getting Christoph Gaultier, who's not a PhD. He might be sacked in the next few weeks with them because how they went out in the Champions League, who was more of a better kind of fit for Leicester of what he did at Nice. You know, but you, know, you see, his credibility, his credibility has now gone dwindled as well too. What happened at PSG because there's been a lot of in fight between. Messi and Bappe and Neymar, so there's a lot of questions with that. So Leicester yeah. have to need to have a plan of who's going to be the right manager long term, and I don't think they have anything long term at the moment. I think short term is probably the best answer. I don't surprise you're not going to keep your two caretaking managers until the end of the season. What South happened to have had to do? So you know, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I mean, when you look, I mean. And I think Tops left it too late because I think, um, you know, there's, there's, there was 10 games to go and it's, a, you know, 
So we've missed a lot of managers that were available, like you say, because you know other clubs have taken them. Um, let, let me let me let me ask you straight out then: if this was if if this was Leeds now, and you're in Leicester's position, knowing what you know, if he was if he were only doing it until the end of the season, would you take him on to keep you up? That's a tough question. Where he is now, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him right now. I wouldn't. Mm. Not with a chance. We need a bit more. You know, it would be too much looser of the of the whole defense being so much not lackluster, very much of not and not mark and not doing the man marking. I wouldn't mm. take him. And also of not playing with the wings of you know the with bringing our wing backs to support the attacking midfielders as well. You know, so I I, I do worry about that. that I wouldn't take him right now because the way how it ended. Towards the end of the season, you know, towards after January, than he was last season. That's it's a different outcome. Mm. Talk, to, talk to me about Jesse. I mean, this is. Uh, well, let me just get rid of that comment. I'd soon have Kim Marsh as well. You're quite right, uh, Andy. Um, but um, I mean, this is his playing. He was a midfielder. Uh, yeah. All his obviously playing career was in American soccer. Uh, but he made 321 appearances, so it's not somebody that's come in uh, and has never played the game. So he, you know, yeah. he he's got the basic ideas. But then you look at his management career, and we're looking at you know assistant manager there. I did put ASS for assistant manager. I thought somebody's going to comment on that. <laughs> uh, but he was USA assistant manager. Uh, then he went to Montreal, and then obviously he. And this is what Leicester apparently were quite impressed with: is they like the the setup the Red Bull have with where their group and yeah. all the clubs that they own. And he, and that was it. He went from one to another. He had a lot of success. Um, well, he had Red, New York Red Bulls first of all. He got that job then with Salzburg. And yeah, okay, it's Austria. And what you say, what you will say about the Austrian league. I mean, we got Dakar from Austria. Um, and he had, did have a couple of good seasons there. He then yep. went to Leipzig, uh, which is obviously a bigger job, and he struggled. When you got him at Leeds, were you surprised? Yes, I was. And I, people, but I think people were talking. I think people at the club were talking about he was a long-term uh, appointment to Marcelo Bielsa at that time. Mm. He was always a long-term, a, a long-term, you know. A, you know, long-term manager to replace him if Bielsa did go and we did sack him. So when he was at the job, it was probably the right time to get him to try to, you know, we signed him on a three-year contract, which we thought it was a risk. It was a huge risk taking to, to to do that. It really was. So for that for that matter, we had to, you know, some of the fans were not happy about it, but we had we had no choice. We had to get behind him, and we could see the style of play he was trying to do with that first game against you lot last season. When he his first game, and we had chances, but we were still losing games, and we were a little bit erratic. But we did try to get one or two decent results to try to stay up. That was the more important one, completely. You know, I think the game. I think we did win. It was uh, was it? It was getting the draw against Brighton. Was it was more important? It was also yeah. another team that we had to get to get a. You know, I think it was either Villa. Yeah, it was either Aston Villa or something because I do remember that one to get that result. At, you know, we know we lost the Villa that's last season when he came in, but it was one of those teams down the bottom where we had to get a win, you know, towards the end, and we yeah. did get that because it was quite tough as well. So, you know, but as I said, at the moment, it's 
with his managerial career, he's still, you can see he's always been the manager through the Red Bull group. That's mm. what it is, just for the Red Bull group, which is so easy to, you know, to rise ranks in. And But when you go to someone like, you know, Salzburg, yeah, he had Erling Haaland for at least a year, two years before he went and moved to Dortmund in 2020, you know. So you, you, you still won the league with Dakar. Wang, who's at Wolves, who's at Wolves as well, but mm. when you when you're not done well at Leipzig, of you know of trying to you know be a bit more, it it, it, it does suck your life out when you've been in that project group for so long and you yeah. were just running out of ideas. So, but matter of fact was it was quite we had no choice to take him because we didn't know who else we could get. We did have other days, but he was a long term successor to Marcel Bielsa, which was the only choice we had. So, you know yeah. we thought. He bought his own plays in that he had did this past summer and in January, you know, but it's not work, it didn't work out as it wanted to be, you know, during the course of the season. We were shipping in too many goals. Yes. I mean, um, <laughs> let's get Mick McCarthy, says <laughs> Brad. I, well, we've just found out that Robbie, ex Leicester City player, Robbie Nielsen, has been sacked at Hearts. And uh, yeah. Brad, yeah, I know you love a good Hearts manager at Leicester, and I know you love an ex-player as a manager. So he could be the perfect for you. He really could. Do you know what I'm going to say to you as a Hearts as a Hearts fan? He was it was it was he was getting predictable. He was getting predictable the last few weeks, and and a lot of fans, like I say, me as a, as a jambo, we were, the patience was turning, ties was turning. I could see it on the on the forums completely, and at the fans as well. We were like, this is the point. We need to look for someone because. He was not the right. We didn't want him back in the first place when he came back yeah. after Daniel Stendhal left when we got relegated. So it's, it, it was a no alternative choice. But because I think they found it, they, they found it because we now found, still defend our own team in the UK. We will make the right decision who was the best manager to come in at the moment. Because for that matter, I think Nielsen needs to take a break completely. Yeah. Uh, Colonel says there, and good afternoon, Colonel. Don't see why Leicester don't try and get a serial winner like Mourinho, Simone, Poch, or Asari. I've got a thing is, this is the problem. With 10 games to go, looking that we could be in the championship next year, not one of those or anybody like them would come to Leicester. If it done if it had been done what, ten games ago or something, when we had a you know a chance and we weren't in the bottom three. Then you could say, yeah, come to a Premier League club. You're selling somebody a Premier League club. What you're now doing is selling a club that could well be a Championship club next year. Marino wouldn't touch us with, with a barge pole. Yeah. Let's so, uh, let's be honest with you. Uh, and this is what I I mean. You know, we've had a manager now, even possibly in Claude Puel, uh, going back. I can't. I think the last manager we had that actually showed any passion. Uh, was probably Martin O'Neill, and the current guy that's caretaking it doesn't either. But look, that at least he's got a bit of passion in him. Look at that, you know. I know, but he shouldn't <laughs> um, wait too much. Sometimes that's the thing. Well, I, 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 I guess. What sort of style did he play? I mean, we are we're here as fans, bemoaning the fact that you know we've got a manager. Now that is just okay, just the same as Brendan Rodgers, a must-win game at home against uh, somebody, another team in the bottom three, and he plays two defensive midfielders. He plays only one up front, and that's like a thirty-six-year-old. Bless him, Jamie Vardy, but he's seen better days. Uh, you know, we're screaming for two up front. What sort of formations and style did Jesse go for? I think he'll go with four-two-three-one, no doubt. But I think he what will be happening more. 
a bit more as a four-two-two-two, which means that your wings will your wing your, your wing backs will be a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Be more attacking down the wings, which will leave, you know, the two defensive midfielders and also, well, one defensive midfielder and two defenders to try to cover if if another team will counter-attack. And the problem is, he, it could be a bit, bit narrow, which I don't think that will suit Leicester. Leicester's the opposite there. Leicester's always been more about on the wings. I don't think... That will suit someone like James Madison in a 4-2-2-2 formation like that. I really don't. The 4-2-3-1 probably more better for Jews with Hall, Barnes and, and, and Madison to try to get a bit more depth out on, on the wings of, you know, in the free room rather than being restricted. If you go free room, yeah, you're gonna be a little bit you're gonna be a little bit cautious on making sure that you, you defend back if the team's counting against you and on a quick on a quick play. We just want someone, I think, that will play two up front because last time we had any success, we, that was how how we were playing. Does does he have favourites? Because again, that's another thing with Brendan. He, you know, he he can be known to have favourites, uh, and you know, if you fall out with with Brendan, that was it. You, you never well, even if he praised you, you know, suddenly a player would disappear, not be ill, but just wasn't being picked. Was Jesse Marsh a bit like that? That was the thing. I think there was there was rumours um, before he got the sack. There was a player discontent. You know, I think there was questions that he wanted. You know, he wanted to bring another American player like Kai Vanger, Vanger from um, Philadelphia Union, who was doing quite well as a left back. But the club was, was refusing to do that because it was, you know, it was getting. Listen, I like Tyler and Mr. McKinney who come in. And now Brennan Harrison's had tussies, but he's trying to get back to his form as well. It was going to be too Americanized. I think Leeds needed a different approach. And, you know, yeah, that's why you see Tyler Adams was his favorite at New York Red Bulls, then at Leipzig, and at Leeds as well. So there was that favorite today that he was going to play some of his favorite players that he's, he's been co- he's coached under the last couple of years prior to that. But I think Jesse Match realized he's got to have no favorites. He's going to have to really, really get on, on side with all the Leicester players before if he has some he has favorites if he does if he does come to the club and keep you guys up. That's another huge question. It's doubtful. That there is a groundswell of opinion. I'm gonna go through the comments at the moment. I have never had such a response to some of my tweets that I've been putting out. Uh Leeds fans especially have been they they really and quite right. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't be. They're saying like, basically saying like, as well as laughing at us, saying like, seriously, you know, <laughs> how how bad are you if this, this is the guy you're looking forward to? I mean, I just want somebody in, and I think a lot of Leicester fat players just want somebody in. But mm-hmm. uh, like I say, I don't think we had. I had this sort of response when we took on Claude Puel. Um mm-hmm. uh, and he, you know, he he had a bit of a history of. of 
well, all right, he got Southampton to a final, but you know, he 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 wasn't the most sort of first choice manager that people wanted. Are you surprised by the reaction of Leicester fans? And I would have to say the majority of which are saying we don't want him. I'm not surprised, to quite honest with you. I think there was some of that feeling about when he was approached by Southampton, a lot of Saints fans didn't want him as well. So this is not a huge surprise. And I think for him, I think he's more better suited in a European a European team than an English team at the moment. I think that's what the issue is. I think he, he, he just needs... I think he has to go back to you because he probably get more better success than he, than he is in England. I don't know. I, I just feel like he's tried it. It's not worked out. Is when you with American managers who come into the English game don't tend to do well. I think they sometimes it's just, it's just an issue with that with of how their the approach is different to a European manager and an English manager throughout because the European English might have the similarities, but the American managers have a different approach, a bit different approaches to it. So it's quite tough. It really is, and that's why I think they're more better working in Europe, but not in England. That's a huge struggle. Yeah, let's just go through. I mean, I've, I've just put my Twitter feed up there. Um, um, we got quite a few Leicester fans because I, I did post at least he has passion and no notebook. Uh, because uh, uh, Wesley says there, Frank McClintock, no, 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 no. Um, just trying to find some. Oh, Steve Barnes says, bad manager, simple as that. Um, here we go, FG10, the fact that you were excited about him is genuinely embarrassing. <laughs> um, let's have a look here. Um, it's a parody account, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's all as clear as mud, that was one of my own. Um, you never find things when you're looking for them, can you? Yeah. Uh, uh, Rogers is literally just Irish Marsh. Guy's been sacked everywhere he goes and his only achievements are in Scotland, so that was on about Brendan. Um, yes, we would. It's blatantly obvious that being a good motivator isn't enough to succeed as a Premier League manager. I mean, that's a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, bloke wouldn't fill a post it note with his football knowledge. Um, if he was a good motivator, we wouldn't be where we were under him. Uh, no tactics, plenty of passion. He will take you down. Um or, no, or even ability. This is no ability. Um, all he wrote on his pad was, I am shit, I must do better. Um, uh, then this is, this is a Leeds fan here. They'll be putting effort in all right, using plenty of chaotic, narrow approach, playing the final third, lose it, then killed on a counter with a nice wide diagonal. Does that kind of sum him up? <laughs> Very much he has, because they're like the similar... Tweets that we did where Usleys had did too before we got to start team. You know, and yeah. even even on the few over like at the athletic as well. It's it, 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 it a huge surprise. So to me, it's not mm. a huge surprise because I think it's not one of those matches you, you want to avoid to a point, point at any Premier League club. Yes. I mean, you obviously are now back in the relegation battle. Um, let's be honest, you you aren't um, you are out of it. I thought you were at one point. I have to be honest with you. Um, would you be where you are now if you'd kept hold of Jesse Marsh? No, I don't think so. I think we'll probably have been in the bottom three. Oh, you'd be worse off than you are now. Yeah. Ah. 
I thought when he we said that, the wrong off. and I tell you why, because I feel mm. we didn't we still lack of of, of creating more tra- creating chances. We were in in the front of the goal would have been it would have been on well unavoidable, but not with him, and that would have been the issue. I think we would have been a lot worse off if he was still the manager. But we get someone like Harry Grassi in, who is can be pragmatic and change his formations. You know, unlike today, which was a, bit, was a shock, but we still have a better goal difference compared to Everton and Nottingham Forest, who are way ahead. But it's, it's between ourselves yeah. and you guys because I, I, we have three goals worth, diff, three goals worse than yourselves at the moment. So you know, it, it will depend. But not, even Wolves has got a bit of a worse goal difference along with us as well, and Bournemouth. So. It's anyone. It's anyone to play for. It's going to be going and goal difference. That's what it is, and I think it's going to take at least five or six wins to be more comfortable to stay up the season. That's all it's going to be with these next eight games. Yeah, I. I mean, sorry to say this, but thank you, Palace, because your goal difference was actually better than ours at the uh, the start of the day. Um, yeah, minus eleven. I know. Yeah. And, was... and I thought, hang on a second, because um, at one point our goal difference was amazing. You know. Um, it's slowly been eroded away, but like you say, Southampton, Knox Forest, Everton, uh, Bournemouth. I mean, Bournemouth minus twenty nine. You know, it it yeah. could literally come down to that um, uh, 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 points, um, that goal difference. Sorry, uh, I'm just going to invite Brad on for a few minutes. Um, he's on a promise, so he can't stay long. <laughs> Lucky Brad. <Fair> <laughs> Um, let's just get him on. There we go. Send him the link. Um, this is quite interesting. How many points do you think it will take for a team to stay up? I mean, we're normally saying 40 or around there. And good evening, Lena. Welcome along. How many points do you think it will take to stay up? I don't think it will take as many this season. I don't think it's going to be many this season. I think it's going to be at least maybe another six to nine points, probably because look at where everything is at the moment. Chelsea's the probably the now. They will be where I think between us, the Palace. I think it's going to be at least probably maybe just around forty, about thirty. It's thirty-eight to forty points. It's probably the magic it's, it's number. Sure it's going to be that many. Yeah, I don't think it'll be much between these, these teams, but I think it's going to be at least you know another six nine points minimum, and then maybe ten points, 10, 11 points is the maximum for a team to stay up the season. I think that's going to what's going to be because the way it is now, I, I just think. Looking at like teams who are, you know, there's so much, it's so much, it's mm. it, like I said, it's going to be on goal difference. That's going to be a huge question now. I think Palace looks like they could be okay now under Roy Hodgson. We'll see how it goes, but time will tell. Time will tell. Yes. Yeah. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, lads. No, I'm not on a promise. If I was on a promise, I'd tell you to F off. (laughs) (laughs) I only said that because I knew you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) You know me well. You know me well. There's not not many people have less action than me, and I think you're one of them. (laughs) Statues get more action than me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Liverpool have missed a penalty, by the way, uh, just to say, but... Brad, I'll ask you the same question, and I'm asking this because of something I'm going to be leading up to. How many points do you think it will you'll need to stay up? Thirty-five. I said it a long time ago. This is not going to be a forty-point season to stay up. Um, oh, it'll be thirty-five. The interesting thing is, um, gentle folk, uh, that if I bring in that, you probably can't see this, Brad, but um, this is. 
Jesse Marsh's um, details of where he's been a manager uh, and the points that he got as a manager. Uh, now, at Salzburg, it was over two points a game. But taking the points that he had when he was with you, Carl, he got 1.16. Now, we've got eight games left, I believe, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would give us, Brad, <laughs> 34.28 points. So obviously we can't have the 2.8, so we round it down to 34. Well, Carl, I say give us a goal difference on that one and the edge gives us a survival of 17 by two goals. There you go. That's how Leicester staying up, folks. You've heard it here first. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> We've just said that, though, haven't we, Carl? We've just said, you know, goal difference could be the difference. And yes, it can be worth a point if, we, you know, if Bournemouth dropped down back into the mix and they're on minus 29. Um, that could be a thing. So, uh, 35, do you, would you, would, I say, you don't think that was going to be enough, though? I. I don't think it maybe maybe Bradley is right maybe thirty five points maybe enough but I think there's some teams will surprise if they can get better because Leeds was on thirty eight points last season where we did stay up just about I think we were just a point point ahead of a point ahead of a, a Burnley but yeah. like Brad said it's going to be interesting because it might be like I say it could be around about thirty five to thirty eight points in my mind but I just think you're right Brad the goal difference is going to be the huge factor because like Barnes are saying. Bournemouth on minus 29, Everton's on minus 20, um, not the force on minus 30. It could just be any of those teams who's got the worst goal difference or the teams got the least goal difference still go down, you know? So this is all to play for at the moment, it really is. Mm. Brad, a serious question. Did we miss the boat with Roy Hodgson? It certainly looks that way. You're talking a club in danger. There's always the same three, four managers that get floated around with names. It's Roy Hodgson, mm -hmm. Poor Roy Hodgson, he'll be back managing to survive Palace when he's 95, bless him. Um, but this is what they become known as, don't they? They become known as steady managers that can do a job like he did with a Fulham. He realises it's a bridge too far with a job like Liverpool and then he gets to that age bracket in, in the greatest respect in the manager's lifespan where you go, he knows that division inside and out. If anyone can keep us up, it's him. And you get Allardyce thrown into that mix. You're starting already, even though he's a lot younger, to get Dyche thrown into that mix as a survivalist specialist. Yeah. And maybe we did because, sorry, so, so, co cover your ears, Cole. Smashing <laughs> Leeds 5-1, beating Leicester 2-1, and their game, uh, it, you know, before that, was a, well, I think they got a draw in or they may have lost it, but they still picked up six points out of nine. Mm. No, no one else in that bottom section is doing that. Leeds aren't doing it. Leicester aren't doing it. Everton aren't doing it. Southampton are more than gone. They're definitely not doing it. So, one of us has to do it out of the four of us. And maybe we've all missed the boat on a point in the wrong manager because it certainly looks that way in terms of results we're getting. I mean, I think Palace are probably now safe. They're on 33. Um, I mean, Carl, I don't... I don't think they can go down. West Ham are looking safe. They're on 30, but they have got a game in hand. So on, again, they're winning ugly, but they're winning. Who cares whether it's ugly or pretty? Yeah. So it could be um, maybe Bournemouth down um, on that. As a goal difference could be a big, big uh, factor. Um, is your manager going to be there at the end of the season? Well, we're having talks at the moment with Harry Garcia. I think he's on a flexible uh, contract. So I think the, what is it, that in terms means that he's on a contract till the end of the season. 
but he has an option of you to to make it make to extend it for another two and a half years mm. of probably three, you know, three and a half years if the club stays up. So that's why at least they take a risk on Harry Garcia. Yeah, before then, we knew that he, he was he the right man because there's a lot of questions today. But before today, you know, it, we question that he's the right manager that we needed before today's result, which was flat, which was disappointing. But I think he still can get one or two good results towards the end of the season that will keep Leeds up. And I think we are, you know, trying to get, you know, I think the players that we're missing with Engonto and Max Werber have been a huge miss and we got to get those players. We have to get those players back anyway. So that's really vital. It's really vital for we get those players back to full fitness just so we can try to stay up because without them, I think we did look a little bit lost in the second half without those those players. The interesting thing is, if you see the, the, the graphic there as well, Carl, is we're just saying, like, you know, with 34 plus a goal, you know, a point maybe for the goal difference be enough. His win percentage at Leeds United was yeah. less than 30%. So you've probably got to say, if you look at it that way, he's probably not the man that we need. No, exactly. And that, I think that's his being one of the lowest percentage out of uh, one of the bottom percentages of any Leeds manager, manager of the club. So that was, that was a huge worry with that one. So, you know, he was not, the, like I said, he's, I don't think he's the right man for someone like for you guys, for any Premier League with that record that he had had with us. So, you know, you do question it a lot, actually. Brad, Brad's got to go. So I'm just going to get one last question in if you're OK, Brad. Um, this might be the shortest answer you've ever given if you've got to go. <laughs> uh, obviously, he was managing Red uh, Red Bull Salzburg, Jesse Marsh, and he was there 19 to 21. He paid 94 games and he won 64. Of course, Patson Dacker was at Red Bull Salzburg from 17 to 21. 82 games he played, 54 goals scored. Maybe he could get the best out of Patson Dacker. Yeah, come on camera quickly for this last question because I'm racing around trying to do things. I really shouldn't agree to come on, but I wanted to get on for the conversation. The thing is, you're hedging your bets on one player and one manager coming together to galvanise that. And I don't think that's needed. If we were if we were fourteens and we were sort of palace situation, we'd made the transition and go, I've got a chance you're on. We ain't gonna go down. We only need three points out of eight games, we'll manage that easily, sort of thing. Looking about thirty-six to be extra safe, if you will. Yeah. I would be okay then try and get the best out of Dakar and let someone else take the reins and get the best out of Dakar with Ian Acho, but you're hedging a lot on on him to come in just because he worked with Pats and Dakar. Pats and Dakar might want to punch him in the face for all we know. You might not like him. I'm not saying that's the case, but you never know. Always look on the bright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a bridge meeting, mate. I'm having a bridge meeting with some Leicester fans. Uh, but yeah, oh, no, I, I, I totally, I, I take your point. But I'll let you go, Brad. Thank you just for popping on. And again, Carl, I, I am sorry that you suffered what you had to today. We deserve that beating, not you. I know. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I do agree. I'm I, thinking, you're, how have you lost two water last week? I do not know, but we lose five more today. I'm like, if we swap those results around, I would feel bad for you guys completely. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, apparently the latest news is that um, James Corden played a role in Lampard's Chelsea return. Oh, for God's sake. That explains. 
Maybe we should have a go with Sam Bailey, see if she can have a word with uh, Pearson. Not the same, really, is it? Brad, have a good one, mate, and I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for popping on. See you tomorrow, mate, and good luck, both of you. Enjoy the show. Uh, Brad, uh, from Top 10 Battles, his details are in the description below as well. Very, just last couple of questions now, uh, Carl, and I'll, uh, I'll let you get home and go and have a drink and get over the lead score. Uh, <laughs> I bloody need it as well, actually. So. <laughs> what, what was his? Did he have a plan B? Because I'm just everything that we were saying against Rogers, he didn't have a plan B. Oops, let me just see. That's that's gone very very wrong. That layout there, hasn't it? There we go. Uh, what was what was? Well, you're nodding your head, so I'm guessing Marsh's plan B is either a non-existent or not very good. It, was non, it would not exist. It was like Bielsa. So you know, it was like plan A plus plus in a yes. way. Yeah, you still continue really more hard, but yeah, there's no plan B, C, D, G's number, whatever, completely. So yeah, would he look at? Would he look at a uh, game and he's sort of say losing one nil and the substitutions he would make because Rogers never very rarely made a substitution before the 60th minute, and then more often than not, it was like for like. No, because he what the problem was he substituted at the at least he substituted the players quite late when they were, when they were so behind and then time was running out. He did it so late, it, it it never changed the game. It never had a huge impact on the game, and that's the one thing. Yeah, I will take really cautious for that one because his substitutions sometimes could be like for like, but it just didn't work out properly, and that's the issue you need to be careful of because he was very he was not very flexible with his substitutions quite much where. Well, um, you made me feel worse than I was feeling. <laughs> You've brought me down to your level here. <laughs> we might hey, I needed to because I want to be on what we want to be. I want I'm one, y'all, not to do this. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You're sounding like you're, you're sounding like Doug. Okay, we told you no more than three seasons. We did warn you. <laughs> you know? I know. Um, okay, I'm gonna ask you now, put your money on it. Name three players that, uh, sorry, three players, three teams that are going down this season. One will be, I think, definitely will be Southampton. They've already gone. I think Bournemouth will go down. I feel like Nottingham Forest could lose it as well. The way they've been going on the last couple of days as well, you know, I think they will go as well. I think Leicester could survive if they get the right man in. I think they've got enough, just enough, because... As I said, it depends what's going on with Everton with their financial situation, which we did, which Leeds and Burnley did call out last season. We were right all along, depending yeah. what happens with that. But I think, I, I, even though I don't want Forest to go down, but I want Everton to go down in my mind. But I just feel like if Everton might, might Everton might just get away with it with what happened with the Premier League. I think, I think, I think not the first could go down, but I want Everton to go down in my mind completely. So, so you're saying, sorry, Southampton, Forest. And um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, right, yeah. Uh, I love you just for not saying Leicester. Um, I think in fairness, though, I mean, we know what the FA are like from making decisions in the Premier League and what have you. I yeah. mean, I've got to say, OK, I mean, it, it pees me off as well because, you know, we didn't buy players in the summer because of we were trying to stick to FFP. Exactly. Everton have um, broken it. Man City have broken it. I find, to me, when you've got owners like Everton have got and Man City have got, you might as well take pocket money off a school kid, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
got to be points. But in fairness to Everton and other clubs, you've got to know now, haven't you? You know, it's no good yeah. at the end of the season when Everton has stayed up to their wall. Now we're going to take three points off you. I mean, I think I the FA are hoping Everton might go down and then it's not their problem. Well, and that's what everyone wants because, you know, I think Everton's, for what I've been hearing, Everton's new series behind schedule and the need the funding to try and get back, get on schedule because they are struggling at the moment for what I've been hearing so, like yeah. the last couple of weeks. So, you know what? And they need new, need new investment as well for what they need. So, yeah, yeah. times run out against them. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, thank you for that. You've, you've definitely, uh, it's a no from me. So hey. no from you I think Brad was undecided But there wasn't enough no's for Jesse Marsh To go through to the next round So uh, uh, you're off Jesse Carl, thank you so much for coming on A shout out to where people can find you Yeah, I appreciate it Chris You can guys, you can find me at CarlLevy92 On Twitter, my personal account You can find myself on Douglas's podcast At the Total Levy and Hall Football Podcast On YouTube and also on Facebook And also on Twitter at LH Football Pod. I am back on doing a Premier League review later this week after the Easter weekend to review all the games as well, which I have to do, unfortunately. And you can find us on the podcast on the go on Spotify as well as on the video stream, as well as Google, Apple, and other podcast platform services. Brilliant. Look forward to it. Get over there, guys. He's a, he's a lovely guy. We, we you know, we... I hope we stay up. I feel like Dan last season. Dan has already sent me a list of uh, contacts from all the championship clubs. Jesus. <laughs> Cheers, Dan, mate. Cheers. Thanks for that. <laughs> I did ask him, in fairness. I think he was confirmed. But uh, uh, we'll miss you next season if we go down. But look, all the best, mate. I hope you stay up. And um, obviously, I hope we stay up and we're doing this again next season. I hope so, but I will see you hopefully at the, at the match preview at some point. In the oh, of course, we are playing each other. I forgot yeah. that. Yes. Uh, um, when, when is that's not so far away either? Not is so it? far. So get me back oh, on. I will come back. Twenty fifth yeah. of April. It's a Tuesday yeah. night. Um, if Jesse's back, then it would be the return of Jesse for you. Um, you see, to me. I've got to be honest with you, it doesn't give it to me, whoever's in charge, we've got, we're away to Man City, we're going to get stuffed. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that, I think if we can keep it to the 5-1 that you got today, we'd take that. Uh, so, <laughs> so to me, that's a free hit. Uh, but yeah. then the manager comes in and we're home to Wolves, away to Leeds, home to Everton. We need, and I'm not going to say we're going to get nine points because of where we're playing, we might not even get one. But we need the new manager in for those games. You know, uh, and hopefully get a bit of a bounce. But obviously, you don't want us to. So <laughs> you're sat there going, please get Jesse in. Please get Jesse in. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll, I'll, I won't say that, that yet. I'll say it at some point on the, if, you, if, you, if, you did, if you did beat us, just don't get Jesse. Just don't get Jesse. Oh, you lose You should not get Jesse. So, well, yeah. thing is, a draw's not going to be good enough for either of us, is it, really? No, it's not. It won't be. So. No, no. We've got past that. Mate, all the best to you, and thank you very much for coming on and um, putting us off Jesse, which I've got to be honest with you, is what you've done, which is probably not a bad thing. But thanks very Bye. much, mate. All the best. Enjoy the rest of the Easter weekend. Yeah, you too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to... Um, 
thanks to Cole there. Uh, do check his details out. They are on the description below. Well, um, I was to the point where I would take anybody. I really would have done. Uh, it's certainly not like when we uh, sat Prell and Rogers was in situ within, what was it, 10 days or something. Um, Manchester City, like I say, a free hit and then let us, you know, get somebody in for Wolves, Leeds um, and Everton because uh, those are... Saying they're must-win games, how many must-win games have we had and we've not won? You know, I'll say they don't matter and we might win them. But obviously, sounding like that, we don't want Jesse Marsh. I was, like I say, I was, I was, didn't want him. And I thought, look, you know, he's not even in place yet. Should he get a chance? Listening to that, no, he shouldn't get a chance. Uh, but thank you to everybody that has been watching, everybody that's joined in in the chat. Uh, Gray, Boris, Lena, who came in at the end, Brad uh, for coming on as well, James, um, Colonel. Uh, this, you know, everybody that's joined in to FM 303, thank you so very, very much. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening on podcast, of course. Um, thank you for lending me your ears. You can have your ears back now. Uh, go and wash them. They were very, very dirty. But <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. And um, remember, you can subscribe to the channel. It is free. And smash that like button because that really does help the channel get seen all around. This has been LTID TV. My name's been Chris, and this is Arnie. See you, don't forget, as it says there, 7.40 on Talk TV tonight. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That's all, folks. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.